It's Pal Turtle, the New Zealand Blood Bowl podcast. Uh, Kiara, welcome uh, to episode 15 of Powderoy, New Zealand's only Blood Bowl podcast. And uh, I've got with me today my usual sidekick. Hello, Toffa here. From sunny Melbourne. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and, <laughs> and we're really lucky to have uh, Daniel all the way in from Auckland to uh, talk to us about the Auckland thing. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan. I'm one of the co-commissioners of the Auckland Blood Bowl Federation, ABBF. Welcome. Ooh, nice, nice. Welcome, sir. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. Lovely, lovely to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's just, it, it's been fantastic going around the regions and we kind of, I think we realised that having met managing to, we're so connected now and it's just good to go around and look at what's happening. Um, Daniel's going to tell us a wee bit about what's happening in Auckland as well and I always, I always like to start with the, the origin story. Uh, so. You know, like how, how you came into the game and or what kind of things kind of keep you in the game as well. Um, and then that sometimes triggers a few questions. So, well, if you don't mind, Daniel, we might start with that. Huh? Sure thing. Yeah. Radio, well, um, so some of you might have seen me on Discord. I'm uh, DM on Discord and I'm Danger Mouse um, 5954 on the NF. Um, I got into Blood Bowl probably late 90s. I was trying to, trying to put a pin on it as I was driving home from work today trying to work out exactly when it was, but I figure it must have been 96, 97 yep. with the third oh, edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Glory days. Glory days. Yeah, a few of us got into it at the same time and we ran a little league for a few years and looking for bigger, bigger, bigger things and, and more coaches, we sort of wandered along and squeezed ourselves into the ABBF back in around 2003 or four, I guess, when Christian Schrager was running it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that would have been around about the living rule book three or four, I, I think. Yeah. Makes sense. Really can, can, can I just I'll just pause you there? Because that's that's a big that's a big blood bill name you just dropped there. And I, I hope our listeners are aware of who Christian Schrager is. Yeah, Christian was influential uh, in the Auckland scene, uh, particularly with um, James Hills setting up both the ABBF and uh, the Greenstone Cup as well. A uh, really key figure in the Auckland scene, so um, always in his debt, I think, and his shadow slightly. Yeah. I, an, yeah. an amazing guy. He's He designed a lot of our logos as well, which are the, the original ABBF blue and white shield, which the Marlborough one's based on and the Nelson one is also based on and the Christchurch one is also based. Um, and of course, yeah. more recently, he's been doing a lot of the uh, artwork in the back of the Spike magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. I, I like for me, because, you know, like um, I'm back to second ed and it was uh, amazing, amazing, stunning artwork from, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name now, but um, that people will be blowing up on Discord that I can't remember it because he's an amazing artist. But I, I feel uh, uh, Christian's art, um, and I've said this to him directly on Facebook as well, is to say, like, the love and attention. I can see, you know, that, that art has just really taken off and it's, it's brought us a lot to the new edition, the 2020 edition. So, yeah, there, there you go. Brilliant. Absolutely, that style that he he captures is really from that second second ed, I think, and he, that, that holds a special place, I think, for him. Um, mm. I, I remember I remember those early arts artworks. The Art of Schrager was his blog, I think. Yeah. Um, and our our I think our first website, sorry, our first um, league management software was running on that site too. Um, oh, okay, we had yeah, a, that makes sense. Yeah, solid solid sudo, I think it was, wasn't it, or something like that? That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So. I, I had stumbled on some sort of league management software that I couldn't host anywhere, um, and I 
brought it to his attention and he ran it uh, for the ABBF, I think, for several years, mm-hmm. um, way before OLBBM or anything like that was around. Yes, wow. indeed. Absolutely. I think I, when I first started playing in the Christchurch League, I think we were all a little bit sort of uh, enamoured with what you guys managed to have going up in, in uh, Auckland because ours was all sort of on paper and, and uh, floating around at the back of Smeeborg's brain and things like that. That's how we <laughs> yeah. kept it all going, really. That certainly made things easier, yeah. yeah for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they all wind up kind of... <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah just ask, awkward. just ask me, Bob. Uh, that was, that was. Just, yeah, yeah. No, just ask me, Bob. Yes, I, I don't know, I don't know how that goes if you just ask me, Bob. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, following that, I I played the second Greenstone. I missed the first. I was never at that point really much of a um a tournament person. I wasn't excited by tournaments, but I really enjoyed the league play. But in any case, I played the second Greenstone and um I uh, did a middling middling job some dark elves if I recall correctly but I had a good time well I think um, it, it, like Toffer actually did some investigative journalism on this didn't you Toff? I did I've, I've, I've looked you up on NAF and yes <laughs> yep. and yes you're absolutely right you did play dark elves <laughs> <laughs> I got um, uh, 2005 I got a, yeah that would be it yeah mm. good times mm. you ended up playing Claymore and then you had to play Smeeborg twice by the looks of it yeah, I don't recall how the draw worked, but okay, um, yeah, and then in, in the Land Rover and someone called Sporno Sotek. No, yeah, that, sorry, is is that the Land Rover? Uh, Land Rover being Dan Norman. Yeah, Dan, is he over in the UK now? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he regularly is on another podcast, not is a rival really? podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, he's regularly on um, anything but a one podcast. Yeah, I did not know that. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he and I were reasonably good mates, actually. We we did um, a bunch of gaming-related stuff because he took over from Christian running the league for a while. I I took a break. I sort of left Blood Bowl a little bit in pursuit of other other interests. And I played occasionally over the next couple of years when Dan was running it um, at the Empire Tavern and later on, I think, at the Surrey Hotel in Greenland. Just a couple of games here and there. But sort of kept a, an interest in the game, but not an active player. Yeah, um, yeah. And then when 2016 came out, I was like, oh, new models, they're slightly tempting. I was yeah. playing other board games and it didn't didn't really kick for me back in until late 2019, maybe, when I was like, I just want to play this game that I used to really love. Um, yeah, I wonder if yeah. it's still, still running and looked up the ABBF and sure enough, the great Murray Lee was running it at that point. And yes, yeah, so I reached out and went along and um, we we played some really interrupted leagues during the pandemic yeah for sure yeah, yeah absolutely. terrible timing to get into a face-to-face board game again <laughs> yeah yeah God. absolutely oh yeah yeah no that was difficult and yeah uh, hats off to murray as well uh, another lovely guy yeah uh, yeah well, absolutely. Uh, a lot of time for murray yeah. um yeah so we we, we kind of struggled through those seasons 2020 21 and by the time we had got through those, Murray was looking for someone else to pass it to. He had had his run and needed a break um, yeah. and was looking around for someone to take it on. And so James Cardno and I both sort of tentatively went, uh, we should probably run it. Um, yeah. And so since then, we've been probably running it um, on, since, yeah. since the first season, 2022. So we've had two full seasons. Mm-hmm. Does that make two full seasons? I can't do my head maths. Yeah, about to start our third Oh, fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So how, how exactly does the... Because obviously Auckland, like for listeners who don't necessarily know Auckland, as a lot of our listeners do, it's a, 
it's a pretty sort of spread out city with with some real issues getting from point A to point B. How do you how do you manage to get everyone in the right place at the right time? Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's the challenge we have. It's it's a really um, geographically spread out city. And mm-hmm. if you're yeah. in the north, you don't really travel south. And if you're in the east, you don't tra- really travel west unless you have a good reason to. So it's that's that's absolutely a challenge. I, I think that's why we've had um, lower numbers than maybe some of the other leagues, despite the size of the city. It's just a matter of people not necessarily being able to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we... We're playing um, out of a pub in Mount Eden, which is reasonably central, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. that was that was quite good for us location-wise. Um, the west we have probably a higher proportion of coaches who are located in the west Auckland, yeah. um, and so yeah. that, that was easy for them. Um, and we ran it quite. We had a good time running out of there for a couple of years, but they increasingly were lacking space for us. And right, okay. Um, there was a specific night that they could host us on, and it had uh, you know some pros some cons but in the in the balance sheet it was kind of working out that we needed needed to change a few things yeah so yeah. after after the second season of 22 we had at just eight coaches that season we sort of put it in into discussion amongst our coaches and put forward some alternatives and candidate locations and so on and we ended up moving uh to Hobbymaster, which is in penrose yep which oh. is still central ish but not quite as central as mount eden so it doesn't really solve that problem but i don't think you can really no. um it, it would be nice if there was a, a big local friendly gaming something down around the center of town by the public transport hubs and so on but there's just not it's all central business, business district there's a couple of small card shops um, but there's not really a big hobby space. No, so there's no. not really a way to centralise, which is unfortunate. It is what it is. And, and, yeah, an awkward space being at a premium, you know. It's um, yeah. So hobby master's oh, got awesome. hobby master's got like a like an event sort of room, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So so basically, the back half of the shop it's all it's all one space. It's open to the front. Mm. Um, it's on the second story in a little industrial estate, but it's on on the main drag. It's easy to park, and yep. they've got, um, you know, the shop in the front half, and then the back back maybe even two thirds of the space is all mm. just tables. Um, and they always seem to have something on. They always got guys in there playing cards. They've got guys in there playing, uh, 40k or Sigma or Star Wars games or other systems that mm. I don't even know about. And yeah, every second Thursday they um, have enough space for us, blah blah guys, to sit down and play our league rounds, which is really nice. It's um, worked out really, really well for us, and we're we're really happy there. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it sounds fantastic. I've only I've and, only uh, been in there once. I I came up for a a, a greenstone one year, and I, and I went for lunch with Tim Looms when he was when he was still living up there, and he he took me into Hobby Master on the way back to the airport. It's a massive shop, heaps of stuff in there. Brilliant. Oh location. really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and they are gracious enough to um, lend us some of their cabinet space too. So we've got a little blob display, and Brilliant. we've put our um, put our silverware in there to sort of be a little bit of a beacon and hopefully draw draw some eyes oh, and yeah. maybe some attention. Brilliant stuff! Fantastic yeah. news. Yeah, that's and, great. And that's I think that's also why I drew it. Certainly drew our attention the uh, silverware because that was one of the things we saw. Uh, from last season, just the, in the on the uh, New Zealand Blood Bowl Discord chat in your little area, we saw all the um, all the prizes coming in, uh, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at them now. We got people drinking <laughs> out of the yeah gyms there, and oh, there were some great comments on those on those images as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and that's James. 
drinking out the trophy. Absolutely right. Yep, the ridiculous yeah. oversized trophy. Um, I I kind of pulled out the stops and maybe a little too far. Um, and certainly the certainly the the trophy plinth came back a lot larger than I had anticipated. But as, as someone said, I can't think of a more fitting prize for such an ostentious and, you know, over-the-top sport as Blood Bowl. So it's perfectly fitting, uh, I think, in context. Yeah, yeah very good oh, indeed. It's, it's fantastic. And, it, and so that's, that's the first year that's been handed out. Uh, the, the cup, that, that big silver cup actually is legacy. We've had that for some years, and I don't even actually know where it initially came from. Um, I I certainly I polished it up and gave it some window dressing and had it mounted, yeah. but previously that that was always the the league champions trophy, um, which was handed oh, handed to each winner. We also have, yeah. um, not, not pictured there, one, because I haven't collected them all back yet, but two, they don't fit in the space. We've got two um, <laughs> big silver uh, plates for our plate final Um winner and runner-up and i can kind of see that in the background there of one of the photos as well and it, it looks it, like for for our listeners at home we're, we're talking this antique ornate uh silver plate about 40 centimeters di- diameter or i might even, that, is that just, might even be it, more it might be a yeah, 50 it's, yes it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculously oversized yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the cup is so enormous it's hard to but then this this play almost dwarfs the cup. Yep, yep. And so there's a, a runners-up trophy for that uh, division as well. And somewhere there's a shield uh, for a, a third a third division if if we have the coaches to fill a third division. So there's oh, a bit wow. a, a bunch. Um, traditionally, we would give them away to the winner to keep for that season. But it's yeah. always so difficult getting them back, and we didn't yeah. have awards for the little prizes. So that's that's what those little resin prints were. Was just something to give to people for, in a re- recognition, but to remain as dis- display pieces uh, that stay yeah. in ownership of the of the league. And you did a yeah. lovely job on those, sir. They're absolutely beautiful. They're fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I I thought you know. These are big prints. I can just throw some paint on them. The you know contours of the model will do half the work for me. And I put on the first you know first few strokes and went, oh nope, no nope, that's not going to work at all. I'm going to have to pull out the stops and put everything else on hold. So <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I went thing. I went a little a little far, but that's right. They look. I think they they do the job that they designed to do. I'm, I'm happy with the, how they came out. Yeah, they look really good. Oh, fantastic! Absolutely. Yeah, that, amazing. And it seems that a lot of these uh, these trophies exist because I know certainly um, we've had them 3D printed by our commissioner down here as well. You know, so uh, not mounted yet. Um, if he is listening, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Uh, but, just it's great to see. This is like it is such a fun game, and this is a this is a fun part of it. Yeah, and and I think you have to lean into it. You know, you have to treat it like a little sports club and have these silly awards and rituals and so on. Um, And just, you know, it's a crazy... Yeah, it's a crazy board game about a sport, and I think I think that's an important part. And otherwise, it just gets too dry and mechanical, right? Yeah. Oh, I agree yeah. anyway. wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly yeah. agree with you, sir. Yes, and actually, yeah, some of that pomp and ceremony, and like you say, a little bit of silliness around about the other side of it, it it goes a long way. Yeah. Like it's part of the reason why we enjoy it so much. Hundred mm-hmm. oh, percent. Yeah. And so, um, did, would you mind giving us just a rundown on on the because the league? Uh, last season, uh, like maybe the structure, how you do it and stuff, and then uh, going into this season and um, where you're at and like how many coaches, etc. Yeah, I'm sure, sure absolutely. listeners want to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, mechanically, our our uh, league runs two seasons per year between roughly mid-January, I guess maybe late January to late November. 
we each season we will have a short preseason of three games, which are just for building a team up. Um, they're, nice. they're treated as friendlies. There's no no one gets hurt, but everyone gains star player points. So it's a way to kickstart. Oh. Then after the preseason, I'll take a take a head count of who's who's in in for the league, and I'll make a, a schedule and a a draft, and we'll play seven rounds of a regular season, and those are organised games, so you know exactly who you're playing on what date. Yeah which makes it easy for folks who either need to make other arrangements as to when to play the game, or if they can just play on the league night on the Thursday when everyone else is, ideally. Yeah. Then we have a two-round finals, and we split into divisions of four for the four uh, for the different tiers of final, um, cup, oh, plate, nice. and shield, um, if, yeah. we, if we get down to that many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the way the season works, two seasons a year. Last season we had nine players, um, but one uh, one unfortunately needed to drop out uh, early in the season, so we ended up uh, running it with eight. And this season it's looking like we've got ten. We are currently at the point where we're about to play this coming Thursday, the twenty seventh. Um, yeah. We're going to play the third round of our preseason. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then nice. on the tenth of August will be the first round of our season proper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's looking like probably ten coaches by my count. Um, oh, good. Maybe more, maybe maybe less. It's hard. It's hard to hard to be sure. Uh, our crew aren't the best at um, making their uh, intentions known on the Facebook or on the <laughs> Discord. So sometimes it's a little bit putting your, putting your thumb in the air and, and taking a guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the way it is. That is, and and uh, I know, like um, yeah, I, I I only commission online, and it's it's just the same. You're like. Uh, Oh, who's in? Who's not? Is there anyone else? Is it? Oh, oh yeah. I never picked. I'd, okay, well, who are you? Sorry, oh, this person. And then you're like, it's you know, totally it's, like that. Yeah, herding uh, kittens. It's um, yeah, at times, but um, we love you. We love the kittens, though. We do love them. <laughs> we wouldn't go anywhere without the kittens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, very good. Yes, yes, absolutely. The kittens. So, so, so and you, your champion from last season was. Yes. Well, it's James yeah. James Cardno with with his Chaos Dwarves. They were a truly unpleasant unpleasant team. Um, <laughs> he, he he left them unnamed. So uh, I played him in round five, uh, maybe it was three, I think. Um, yeah. I, he invited me around to his place. His place. He couldn't make the regular night, so he invited me around. He's got he's got a beautiful pitch in in his um, dining room table. Actually, it's a, a table with an inset. So he takes the top off and the board and the board is all there and he's got an mdf grandstand with oh very um, good very good yep with wow. dugouts and so on beautifully presented oh. and he'll and he'll wine you and he'll dine you and he'll absolutely murder your blood ball team so we're <laughs> warning folks oh oh i can only imagine oh, we're all I looking forward to an invite i need an invite now this sounds great <laughs> I am. Well, absolutely I'm, I'm in awkward next set of holidays so i i, I like james <laughs> You've got my details. <laughs> if you're going to wind me and dine me, and I'm going to see that, this would just be like something, uh, yeah, spectacular. But yeah. Yeah, don't oh, miss it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, on account of that, I, I decided I was naming his team that he stubbornly refused to name. So, they became the Mount Roskill Murder Bulls. Yeah. Uh, ah. Reasons <laughs> unknown. Fantastic. And yet he he played a strong game all season and yeah. uh, came away as the champion and most casualties unsurprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. So he he um, overtook the um, Alvin Union, which was being played by Isaac. Um, that was the, the agile badges. Agile agile badges. Yep. Yeah. So they had they actually had the uh, last regular season round 
was a matchup between the Agile Badgers and the Mount Roscoe Murderbulls as well. And they played a really close 2-1 um, victory to the Chaos Dwarves. Um, and after the game, when we worked out how everyone had finished, uh, Isaac distinctly said, oh God, do I have to play them again in the final? Um, <laughs> which, which he did, and unfortunately went essentially the same way. It was a 2-1 right. win to the um, Chaos Dwarves with 5-1. Kaz uh, also. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was. Tough, he tough was. I'm just looking at one of the tables here in front of me, which has, which has got the Mount Roskill Murderballs at the top and the Agile Badgers in second. And they're both on 15 points after seven games played. And I see at the end there that in terms of net touchdowns and Kaz, the Mount Roskill Murderballs are on 15 and the Agile Badgers are on one. Which I'm assuming is a, it's mostly mostly no it is that's mostly casualties. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, that's how that works. So James yeah, James yeah. had managed twenty casualties by the time he got to the end of his seventh game. Oh my god, that's a yeah. good that's, that's a good number. Yeah, yeah, that's a good number. He really got into the theme of playing that t- of the, playing that <laughs> chaos talk game. So so what's he running this time round? Well, he's redrafting. So, so one thing that oh, we wow. added added for the end of last season um, yeah. was a special special house rule that we've brought in um, called the fan favorite. Um, and this yeah. is an idea I stole from the Blood Bowl Two computer game um, yeah. from the uh, Cabal something something CCL. They're like ranked ladder. And the idea is you the team that wins gets the fan favorite. And for us, what that means is the player on the team that won the grand final that wins the MVP becomes the fan favorite. The fan favorite is a trait um, unique to them. Only one person can have it. And the fan favorite uh, gets a single reroll for themselves. Uh, only they can use. And it's only usable yeah. once, once per league. And while the fan favorite is set up on the pitch, meaning not in reserves or KO'd or cast or sent off, um, the team receives plus one on the kickoff event cheering fans. And the fan favourite will also break ties on the officious ref or pitch invasion in favour of their team. So just a little bit of flavour, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's nice. That, I love that. I, I, I love, I love any, anything that gives that kind of fluff without, like, you know, because I know, like, some times that they often thought of the cards bringing fluff, but just nice little simple house rules. Um, yeah, so so that went to a, a hobgoblin on the um, Murderables, um, oh, nice. a, a hobgoblin with frenzy. So because of that, James felt I've got to play this team again. I've got to put this guy named the Green Goblin on the pitch and let basically oh, everyone so, else have a go at murdering him. Brilliant. I'm I'm glad I'm glad he got to name. He had to name him as well. Absolutely. That's yeah, that's Absolutely. A, yeah, got a name. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. important. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, so was there something in that rule that if you kill the fan forever, you get something? Or... Not really. No, that's not running. Really. Maybe maybe we'll put out put out a bounty or something. But I think it's going yeah. to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. So oh, so nice. so following on 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 the on the league there. So it was Mount Roskill and then the Agile Badgers and then um, EJ yeah. uh, EJ coming in third with his Tomb Kings. So that's right. Yeah, he was really close. He, I mean, EJ's EJ's a really good coach. He's mm, um, great. Yeah, consistent. He, he performs consistently. He loves his he loves tournament play specifically. Um, but it's, it's never it's always a fun game with EJ. But it's never an easy game with EJ. Sure. He'll push you and um, make you make you earn it if you win. Um, oh, and yeah, so he headed really well with the Tomb Kings. Unfortunately, he's redrafting them because his big guys are getting guard or block or whatever it is he wanted them. So I'm looking forward to yeah. playing them again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, 
In terms of redrafting, what what kind of rules have you were using around that? All oh, right. Um, basically, as written, it just says presented in the in the regular rulebook. I think we have a limit of thirteen hundred that they recommend. Whatever they recommend mm. there is what we go with. I'm sure it's thirteen hundred. Mm. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, lit- literally as as presented in the rulebook. Yeah. So with agent fees and and such. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what we're using down here as well. So as well, yeah, we've yeah. done it for a couple of seasons, seasons, and it seems to work pretty well. Um, I haven't found anything really broken with it. It's I'm, the agile badges might actually be being redrafted for a third season, um, mm-hmm. which which is going to make some plays expensive. But um, yeah, it seems good enough, and it keeps the team values reasonably in line. So I think it's okay. Yeah, uh, well, it, and and like because my lot are going into their third season, and it was basically I was like, okay, got got ditch a reroll, got ditch this, got to like do this, got to, uh, everyone, you know, the the block lineman just goes, you know, and he like this one, and I uh, drop every drop every goblin, get rid of the troll, bring in bring in a rat ogre instead, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, but 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 keep keep the, keep the gutter runner who is. <laughs> It's just, you know, he's worth that redrafting cast. He's, um, he's, yeah, yeah. We, we we had this conversation a few episodes ago, I think, about the people that like that kind of legacy system. Like yeah. Part part of the reason they're that they're in that they enjoy the game so much is that you know take a team through and like each each player becomes a little character in their own right and the. Uh, there's a little bit of fluff behind them and a story, and that 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 to perpetuate that league upon league upon league is a it's a really cool part of the game, and I'm glad that it's it made it into the rulebook properly. Yeah, I, I agree. I kind of a little bit miss, but maybe I don't. Maybe it's rose tinted uh, review mirrors or something. <laughs> uh, um, thinking back to my old teams in the LRB days, where you'd have the team league upon league upon league and you'd make some really awesome players and they'd be obviously yeah. really devastated when they die but probably it was imbalanced as and really not fun in certain circumstances yeah. but yeah i agree i i really like that there's some legacy element in the game again yeah yeah and, and you, you you randomly get some strength up <laughs> some guy and he just turns into this absolute monster you know, <laughs> you know? And now, so as we understand that you uh you are in the um auckland theme for the Pagroa Provincial Championships, um, so how, how's the Auckland team looking? And like, um, what have you done around selections and there and such? And you know, and is there any any inside scoop on if you can um, you can really take it to Wellington? Because I know they they think they're the the capital. Well, the the capital of Blood Bowl certainly down there. But you know. Well, yeah, definitely. We're, we're sending a team. Um, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily sure we would. We kind of put the question out to our coaches and tried to tried to drum up some interest. Uh, it's a little challenging. You've got to find someone who can and wants wants to go and can, you know can afford to take that weekend and get down yep, the country sure, and so yep, on. Yep, um, yep. So our selection policy was basically: can anyone make it? And when yep. all people said yes. We were selected. Um, <laughs> so our, our team, our team leader will be uh, EJ, and we have got uh, James Cardinal, myself, and um, a new player to our league, which is uh, John Willenbrush. Um, yeah. He played with us this season; just finished. He played um, Lizardman and finished fourth. Yeah, Le- um, Legatos de Fuego. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, he took our rookie of the season as well. So th- that'll be the the four of us. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we've, we've thrown some ideas around around uh, team makeups and metas and what we might consider bringing and how we can prepare ourselves for what we expect the other provinces to throw at us and so on. So, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a really good time. Um, whether or not we can 
dethrone, they're not even the champions yet. Whether or not we can um, take it to the to the capital, maybe maybe can can they take it to us? Let's just Absolutely. let's just turn yeah, that around. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It, it looks like it's really shaping up nicely. I think there's what there's eight eight teams confirmed. Yeah, well, with to potentially be, to be fair, the, the barbarians team is it's it's not it's not looking fantastic at the moment. I. Uh, <laughs> I put I put the call out on the Facebooks and I put the call out on the uh, on the Discord and you know we've we've had I've sorted through the applicants I've looked through the applications and uh, at the moment it's it's me and Happy that's that's you it that's the team that's at good. the moment me and Happy that's Amateur good. so we're 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 <laughs> we're still in need of of more further 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 help for that Bob uh, team well. Happy keeps sending me abusive messages every now and again saying, Excellent. get your balls out your handbag Good. or something. <laughs> like, yeah, just, just something beautiful. Thank you, Happy. Quite we do right love too. you, Matt. Um, <laughs> it's like, just get up there. And, uh, it, is, it is very tempting. Um, but um, it, 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 it's, it's, so, it's so blooming tempting as well. <laughs> so, yeah, so watch this space, but um, Good on you. Not, not too closely. But, I guess. yeah, yeah eight, eight teams, and it's nice, it's nice to see Auckland's coming. There's a, the, the Tauranga team are all sorted. I was chatting with um, Chris Gunboat just yesterday, and he's, yeah. he's, he's on that team coming down for that one as well. So that'll be really cool. And, and the Hawks Bay, obviously, oh, yeah. Wellington, Kapiti. I think it'd be great. I think it's a really great initiative. I think what Ramchop's done uh, around well the Discord firstly, and then uh, yeah. his initiative here with the with the PPC is actually really awesome. I think he's doing such good work for the New Zealand Blood Bowl community and and your good selves. This this platform that we are talking on right now has been really really good. It's a great time I think for the New Zealand um, Blood Bowl scene. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so big raps, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Yeah, oh, thank very you. Angus really enjoys listening. He friendly. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want to disappoint Angus. <laughs> uh, it, it does seem to be private, but we did say we did say before going on um, uh, today that we weren't going to mention Ramchop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Feel free to read it and uh, if we can bleep that out, maybe in post. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, before Pateroa Provincials, it's it is going to be Greenstone, the Greenstone. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, yeah. not far off actually. Um, in my mind, um, I think my picture of the whole year last year was all oh, the wonderful person uh, in in his in his Viking helmet. I don't know. There was a, a, a marlin fish or something, in s- such a beautiful venue uh, for the Greenstone Cup, and it just looked am- amazing. Absolutely, that that was uh, Glenn Usher, who's one of one of our recurring. Glenn, I was going to say, I'm not. I don't think I've seen that photograph, but if he's got a mad hat on, it's probably Glenn. Absolutely <laughs> right. You know, you know him. You know him well. <laughs> he um, he's he's one of the one of the great characters of our league. Um, uh, he's always always great fun to play against, and always brings brings some extra flavour and theatre to the show. Uh, no matter no matter if it's a league night or if it's a tournament, he's always always great fun. Mm. And yes, uh, at that at that Greenstone, he bought uh, a goblin team named the Puppy Kickers, and oh, as a as a pregame ritual, he Thanks. had a bag of cuddly toy puppies that he would present to his impo- opponent as a mascot, and skip uh, down on, upon the floor and kick across the room um, as a way of starting the game. Fantastic. And that's, that's, that's Fantastic. how Glenn plays Blood Bowl, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. That's amazing. Oh, amazing. Good guy. Yeah. And he so he he was uh, in the league. I think he he was in your league. That's right. He played a corn team. 
um, named my blood for the blood god, my skull for the skull throne, which which was abbreviated wherever possible. Um, uh, he took a really unique corn list that I'd never seen before, which was entirely corn linemen and seven rerolls. Right, okay. Um, oh, wow. A man, yeah. after, oh, wow. man after Mashumi's heart, I think, with all those. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lots of frenzy, lots of reroles. Good times. Yeah, good oh, that's good fantastic. Yeah, that's, 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 that's absolutely fantastic. I love that build. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so so Greenstone uh, will be at the same venue. So if you like those pitches, there'll be some more. Um, we're yeah. at the uh, Manukau Cruising Club, which is on the seaside of Onihanga, overlooking the uh, the Manukau Harbour, on the 16th and 17th September this year. The rules pack, I think, has just been um, verified, ratified, or however, by uh, the NAF and is out. So we can start theory crafting those lists and so on. Nice. Yes, indeed. Little homework for you, Toffin. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll get, I'll get right on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, nice to have that um, off the ground again. And is 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 it Joe running Greenstone? Um, I think Joe is running it with EJ. EJ's been more rules side and Joe has been a little bit more administrative side um, getting things lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between those guys, yep, uh, they've got it well under control, I think. Fantastic. And Joe and Joe did well yeah. in the league as well, fifth with halflings. He is he is as we know a consummate halfling coach. With with the North North Cape craze, correct? You know yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah. no one other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, love it, love it. I just yeah, uh, yeah. I've only I've only ever seen them digitised, but um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love that team. They've given me many many a hard hard time as well. So yeah, but that's nice, yeah, they... nice to see halflings mid table though. That's really good. Yeah, he's he's you you all know he's a formidable halfling coach. Um, yes, and. I had not played him before. Um, I, I took a human side uh, this this season, and between Cindy Pie Whistle and Rumbelow Sheepskin, I couldn't get into the game. He bombed me and and headbutted me off the pitch to the extent that I couldn't muster a defence. It was uh, slightly humbling, but you know he's he's good at what he what he does with his team, and so can't take yeah. it away from him. Yeah, great player. We know him well. You, well. Did, you did. I mean, oh. you, you you did you did good with your humans there, though. That, that like the, I think three three one three one three. Talapheim talent. That's it. That's it. They were my human side. Yeah. They did okay. They started okay. They got stepped back. Well, they started excellently in the preseason. I think I won three straight and I was getting, you know, mm-hmm. the right skills on the right right players, the block and the guard and so on. But then, if I remember correctly, my very first game, first turn, first action, Ogre, three dice block, triple skulls. Right. Um, oh my yeah, great start. And it, like, great start. Rest, and that, that sort of set, set, set the scene and... Um, my after I faced the uh, Mount Roscoe Mutables, um, I just couldn't really cycle out of the miss next game kind of problem. Uh, sure. Just too many away, so I lost. I lost the games in the last end of the season and slumped, slumped out. But um, you know, that's blah blah. I had a good that time is, with absolutely. them. Absolutely, <laughs> that is blah blah. Yeah, yeah, totally, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and what were you, were you four catches or were you? Um, I was two catches. Might have ended up on three, but I was two catches to start. Uh, Ogre halfling, yeah. four blitzes and a thrower, basically. Okay. Mm. See, I always forget about the halfling now as well. It's like you, you can, yeah, taking them. It's a, made such a difference to that um, roster. Yeah, well, you know? it's, it's, a, it's a new dimension. You've got that threat of the one turn, uh, as unlikely as it is, it's still a threat. And it's yeah. got a really nice piece to put, you know, sneaky get and dirty player on. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's nice. Your, um, your team are the 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 Talapheim Talons and our own our own Simon Welshie often runs a human team in Christchurch called the Middenheim Municipal. So it's that's awesome. a, that's, sort of, 
those old world cities are, are, are all coming out. It's nice. Yeah, I really like that. When, whenever I make a team, I try and think of, like, blah is supposed to be the sport played in the old world. So I always try and place my team somewhere in the old world. Mm-hmm. You know, where are these guys from? What what yeah. town? Uh, what city? And I try and name them and give them a color scheme accordingly, just just as a bit of direction, I suppose. And it's not important, yeah. but it's um, just something I enjoyed, enjoy doing. Yeah, for yeah, the nice flavor, I guess. Nice to have that fluff and that flavor. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's good. Really cool. No, it's just it's just good to have something to hang your coat on. Then it gets you everything flowing. I I feel as well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a place to start from, right? And it just sets those sets that creativity on a little bit, especially around. I don't know. I find color schemes challenging. I often tend to use the same colors over and over and don't really realize until I'm halfway through a project or something. Wait a minute. This looks like a team two teams ago. Oh, oh another red team. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah so. It, just helps a little there, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and Gavin, I've kind of, I feel that you're quite into that side of the hobby as well, the paint side of the hobby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I am. I've been. It's paint, painting and hobby stuff has been my the thing I kept returning to over the years. Like ever since I went into my first store and saw White Dwarf and Games Workshop models and Citadel paints and flipped open to see what Mike McVeigh had painted that day or something. Mm, I was kind yeah. of enamored and, and just never really went away from it. No matter what yeah. game system I was playing, I would always go back to painting, even if it was D&D or whatever. So I've just stuck yeah. with it and I, I do enjoy it. I'm slow and that frustrates me because um, yes. I just sit them see them sitting around. So uh, what I try and do now, and I guess why one of the reasons why I, I am enjoying Blood Bowl again more than maybe I was is because it's such a small project. It's 11 yep, or maybe yep. 12, 15 players, yep. and then mm. the project's done, and you can encapsulate it and, and move it, move on to the next one. And so yep. my my routine is typically new season or uh, a league, sorry, a tournament coming up. That's that's an excuse for a new project. So what what team have I got in my pile of shame that needs to be painted? Okay, I'll play this, and then I'll make and paint and yeah. play that for that season, and then put it away and move to the next one. So it just keeps me fresh and cycling through and getting things done. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do enjoy that part of the hobby, even though I, I frustrate myself with how long it takes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, I, I feel I feel the same way, and I find that I find the painting to be a very relaxing way to spend an evening after a hard day at work. Um, and yeah, yeah, if you if you've got a Blood Bowl team or you've got a, a Necromunda gang or something like something along those lines, where it is, it's it's 11 models, it's 15 models, something like that, whereas mm-hmm. a, a big Warhammer army or something like that can, can be quite a daunting yeah. prospect. I've got a friend of mine here with a, with a Space Marine army and getting this model and that model and whatever, and it's, it's a yellow, a yellow um, force. I mean, he's got to thoroughly love painting yellow by now because he's painted <laughs> you know, like a couple of hundred yellow models. It's yeah. going to be an absolute pain <laughs> in the arse, you know. That's right. <laughs> And because it's such a such a encapsulated project of a small number of figures, you can experiment a little bit. You can go, all right, I'm going to throw these two colours together. Yep. Oh, that looks awful. Yeah. Okay, but that's that team done. Or, <laughs> you know, you can try out different basing techniques or different lighting effects or, okay, I'll do these yeah. guys uh, with the slap shot technique or I'll really layer and blend on these guys or whatever and just let it be individual things. I'm trying to think as well because I was looking at some of your stuff and yours was the, it was the Dark Elves. Was yeah, like gold, a, was that you? Dark Duxy, greeny blues and yeah. gold. That, yeah, that was that was the yeah, yeah. that's my current project, yeah. So yeah. this season I've um unboxed the, the Dark Elves and yeah. um I think I think I like where they're going. I've not had a not had a 
chance really to play many preseason games with them yet, so they haven't really got off the ground, which I'm a little nervous yeah. about because if you don't get Dark Elves off the ground, they can struggle. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my current my current project is is that team. Yeah, but but again, I, I started with where are these guys from, and I thought um, I looked I looked at the map of the old world, and I looked at um, Nagroth and all these different places, and I thought, okay, well, they're a, a raiding city on the coast, and so these guys are the 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 the, the Karakvar, I think it's Karakvar. I have to look it up. Um, that sounds very yeah. dwarven now that I'm saying it, but it's something like that. So <laughs> these guys are the the Karakvar Kraken. They're these uh, raid raiders oh, out, yeah. out on the ships. Nice. And, and oh, once, nice. once I had that, I was like, okay, so what's something deep sea kind of um, monstery a little bit, mm. maybe slightly yeah. Cthulhu-y, something like that, and yeah. and let and let that sort of guide my decisions around it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's very good. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice way of doing yeah. it. Definitely. And they're looking fantastic. They're looking fantastic. Yeah, doing lots of. Mm. Oh, but also yeah. i mean like you've been doing a bit of painting actually there tricky i've been i've seen you've been posting oh. some star players and stuff on the older Discord. oh yeah yeah no god i finally i finally got those star players off the off the table it was the uh swift twins yeah the swift twins and edril sidewind it was kind of you know it was just little little bits on them um that i was just trying to slowly finish off and stuff and you know i don't know I'd never know when a model's really finished, you know. Mm. Like I, I get, I usually get the dry brushing in, and I'm, I'm really terrible. I just like to just soak them in ink, um, and then um, see what I'm doing. You know, I like, I need, I need to build my painting techniques past, you know, what I used to do when I was, um, yeah, younger. You know, I know like that part of the hobby is something I love. I take great pride that all, all the figures I have, I've painted myself. Yeah. Um. And um. I. I always do. I. I. I know I'll never win. Uh. Best. Best painted. Uh, you know. But I. I'll. Um. I. I'll, I'll say. Well, these are. You know. These are my figures, and they'll always be painted. Yeah. You know. I'll. I'll not. Um. I'll not arrive with something that's not. Uh, that's not painted to play. Hey. Um. Now. Uh. Like. It's been just fantastic diving into the Arc One League. Are, are we thinking? Uh. Should we? Do we want to talk about Melbourne now briefly or Well there's not there's not heaps going on with the we're underway. We are definitely underway. We're sort of similar size uh league to your league last season in Auckland, um there, Dan. Just um nine of us. Yeah, no, we're we're having a great time. It's uh it, it's all changed um at the top really. We'd managed to put Ben Grubb in his place and keep him right down the bottom of the table second from the bottom and he's now second from the top cheeky bugger so uh, oh. he he had a, a really good game uh just at the weekend just gone actually we played at my place um so i played russell's he was he's he's running a lizard man team with my imperial yeah. ability and then on the table next to us brett was playing his what his wood elves against ben's necromantic who had as i say the, a necromantic team that had been basically kicked around by everyone else that he'd played until until that game there and then all of a sudden he came good and he got um we're running the uh the extra points if you get greater than three cas greater than three touchdowns yeah. if you are if you manage to win the game without having any touchdowns scored against you you get an extra mm-hmm. point as well and he he walked away, I think, with two two extra points and and the win in that game against the Wood Elves there, and then and then I lost two nil against uh, against Russell's Lizardmen. <laughs> yeah. We had a great time. Oh, we had a great wow. night. Yeah, that no, yeah. was good fun. So uh, yeah. yeah, at the moment um, we've got Riches at the the top of the league um, after after playing three games with eleven points. So also doing very well on the uh, 
on the extra points. Uh, and then ben, yeah. ben in second place with, with Necromantic and then the rest of us sort of trailing along in their wake, really. Nice, yeah, no, it's nice. good. We're, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah, good. About halfway through, about halfway through the league here. So that's cool. Yeah. How are you guys finding the um, extra points for, uh, you know, concede, you know, not conceding more than so many touchdowns and, and that extra extra stuff around your point scoring? Uh, it's certainly, um, in in terms of uh, Rich, who is his, uh, he's playing Chaos Renegades, who who were redrafted from last season. And mm. and as I say, with Ben's Necromantic Horror team, it's certainly put the two of them quite a long way out in front. I'd, I played my first game quite early on and, and managed to win. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is cool. Look at me at the top of the table. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah, Rich got some some of those extra points, and the Crouch Enders, the the Shambling Undead, got some extra points as well, and immediately sort of leapfrogged me to the top of the table. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I should be scoring more, shouldn't I? I remember now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess that makes your uh, your league more swingy potentially, depending. Yes, uh, which yeah. and, which and, sounds yeah, financially. And, yeah, and as I say, Ben went from second second uh, to the bottom to second to the top in one mm. in one game. I guess we're only yeah three three four games into the league, so we're not really spreading out that much yet. But yeah, definitely quite swingy. I think yeah. that's a good way of putting it. Actually, Dan, you're right. Yeah, Cole, do you want me to skip over to Otipoti and go through the the Eden Blood Bowl League? Just uh, yes, please. I, I would like yeah. to hear about what's oh, going on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, it, yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty good, and we're um, we've got seven rounds as well, and nine coaches, uh, which creates a buy. So that seems pretty much the story around the country, doesn't it? But mm. we had a couple of, like Saturday, some epic games. I played against Vikran, who is uh, the North Arabi ankle biters, Tomb Kings. He's firmly on top of the table. I had a, such a good game against him. I managed to I remove one of his Tomb Guardians. Um, I managed to, like, I, I elected to him to kick put my goblins on the line like I do and he didn't really remove them and I just managed to maneuver him, get rid of a tomb garden, slow down his play and and he didn't score on his drive and then turned it around and um he but he scored against me. But it was a it was a absolutely cracking game and he had a lot of tackle in there. Oh man. With only having two rerolls, you really rely on your goblins being able to dodge properly, you know, you don't want to you don't want to like free plus dodge without the reroll, so it just meant he could pin a lot of my figures a bit more. Yeah, you know, he must have had like free tackle out there. But it was a brilliant game. It was it was intense, and uh, we were at the Carnegie Center, which is down in Dunedin, and the the guy was laughing um, down there, just loving us. Like the the concentration, you could have cut it with a knife at some point. <laughs> so it was, um, I, I haven't beat Vikran yet. So I, I'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. So he's number one. And then I played against number four, which is the, the Amazon side. And this was this was a draw, 1-1. One, one. I elected to uh, kick, managed to turn over the ball. When I turned over the ball, though, I was like, okay, I'll stall. And he didn't He didn't ever go for me. I thought he's played the he's played the, the league. He's been playing in the league ever since we started. So it's his third time through so it's kind of like oh i won't you know i won't question that you know sometimes if you don't pick up a figure and i don't know where where that is in etiquette you know yeah, like, yeah. Mm, do i say you haven't picked him up like but he was the the oh her sorry he's amazon so i got away and i thought okay this style's going okay and it was um but <laughs> the attrition it just suddenly 
started to murder players. Um, I think I started and it was nine on 11 in the second half. Like the attrition really, really started to tell. Yeah. Uh, but I turned over the ball twice again with my gutter runner. He got ri- and and uh, Nick, uh, he did get very frustrated. Dan, but then he was like, oh, there's just nothing I could do. And I was like, okay, I will step in now. And if he said, I always want a good game. I go, well, you're Amazon, so you could four plus dodge to here, then three plus dodge out. You've still got two re-rolls on the board. Yeah. And then go there to have two dice on my gutter runner. Which he did, and and promptly like took out. Well, didn't take out the but, but down the gutter runner, got the ball, and then slowly managed to get the score. So yeah. it's okay, it's okay, you know. Um, and some games are like that, and it was a, it was a good game. But like he, he got six casualties to my four casualties, and I took out one of those big four, uh, strength four pieces just right at the end. And it's funny because he said, "Yeah, no, I don't really do fouling, but." <laughs> As soon as my, as soon as now nah, pickle breath, my gutter runner Hans dodge block tackle gutter runner went down. He was like, he was quickly booting that thing in the head. Much, much to the joy of the whole league because everyone, everyone can't stand him. <laughs> which I love. Which I love. I love that. So I'm uh, so it's uh, Vikran in first uh, with the Tomb Kings, and then the Sangari Slashes, which is Ben, who I'm playing. I'm playing next week with Dark Elves, so he's number two. I'm number three. The Amazons, uh, the All Greens, they're number four. And then we got uh, Northside after that, and Alex's Chaos, Richard's Orcs, a human team who I haven't played yet as well, and then um, the Sunseekers, who are the Lizards, who are a lovely, lovely coach, but he's having quite a tough season at the bottom there. Yeah, so we're... Two games away from the playoffs, and the playoffs is going to be very exciting. And and then we're thinking after that, uh, we might do a one day tournament down here. So, nice. um, yeah, yeah, hopefully as well. So, especially kind of focusing on maybe getting some of the Southland boys up because um, I know they'd messaged in, our, in, in another Discord server um, about like coming up and, and playing. So, Invercargill's not too far as well, and we've got. I know there's a few people in Queenstown as well, and Queenstown's not too far, and we we feel like we've got a nice venue that's a, a, a pub in town as well. It was a Blood Bowl player owns it, so mm. um, it could be a real good spot for for us. So we just yeah, we're going to talk through that, and it, it got and a few people who um, play other codes like you know. Um, 40k and that were kind of interested in that as well yeah nice so no that was that was really good really good as well lots of fun the league's been great and it's yeah it's just it is getting you can tell it's at that business end now yeah you know it's like it's yeah so i don't know as well i know yeah i'm looking forward to being in the club so i just messed up last time so i was like "Mm, mm, i can get there this time surely Regardless, I think it's the end of the run for the underworld. After that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at uh, something well, you, yeah, else. Yeah, you, you've season. you've been running them a few seasons now, haven't you? So the, the, yeah, the costs yeah. start to get quite quite prohibitive. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, if if Snar doesn't have a tight one in this season, he's Snar's never got a tight one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. We could just put him on the shelf as a loving memory and think, okay, who can we grow as well? Because and uh, in Dibble, I've started playing with 
what else? And it's been, ah, oh, I've been loving it so much. And I played against Mushroomy, Mushroomy and his um, re-roll heavy what else with my zero re-roll what else. And Mushroomy won. So we all know more re-rolls is better than no re-rolls. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, and then we've had a lot going on in the Osbol. We've just we're just starting season eleven, but there's been so on the Osbol, the uh, on Fumble, it's mm. been going off. Um, and uh, yeah, I did I, I did have a little request because I got to a sem- the semi final of our big cup competition. So we have a sixteen a sixteen player knockout tournament yeah. at the end of every season uh, called the Sucker Cup, and it's and for that. I brought in the legendary, uh, who I also have sitting ready to go on tabletop. I think I've mentioned that like so many times on this podcast. But uh, Larry Vaughan's Love Spawn, who um, yes. who who were playing, and like we played against some really uh, decent coaches. Got I got through uh, round one, and I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant!" Okay, I'm through round one, and we went into the quarterfinals, and we played another Shark team. Yeah, so the Sons, Sons of Stormford, which is such a fun roster if you l- ever look at Secret League stuff. Um, and that was just a brutal game. It was just brutal. But I got such good dice. And Beefy Goodness, uh, like a fantastic coach. I just love Beefy from over in Australia. Um, he um, a very good coach, but he just didn't have any dice. His dice were so crap. All oh, game. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and my team were just too developed, you know, and we just kind of, yeah, we got him um, and got through that. And then I was like, oh, here we go, semi-final. I was like, time's a dream. This is the first time I've ever been, you know, I've played in this in the Sucker Cup for the last, um, oh, what, 10 seasons, I think. So, you know, it's um, no, t- nine seasons, nine seasons of Sucker Cup because I wasn't in the first season of Basketball. And I was like, right, this is this is it. You know, I'm going to get mm. there. I had Kransky from um, Australia, and I just, oh, I just couldn't put him away. In the end, I, I, um, I, I think I, did I stall and then lose the ball right towards the end? And um, he was playing undead pirates, and his um, his vampire did some idea. Like anyway, it was just it was gutting. Um, yeah. It was absolutely good, but um, fun, a fun game. And um, I have, I have one shark who is called Meadows, but uh, they're all named after the um, characters from Jaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meadows is a special shark, so he. And this is from this is the request, by the way. <laughs> he um, he had uh, emo uh, on his. Uh, he got chucked out of school and went swimming around the Mediterranean or something out in the old world Mediterranean, and had an emo. Um, and um, ever since that, he calmed down and became a poet. Um, so at the post match, <laughs> are you ready for this topic? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm 100. 100. You're right. Good. You're yeah, a yeah, yeah. You went. I'm. I'm not sure I'm ready, but I think this is happening, right? I'm invested. <laughs> I'm happening now. regardless. I'm definitely yeah. invested. <laughs> yeah. So at the post match conference, he um, he just turned up and read a poem at the post match conference. So, right. So this is this is the poetry of Meadows, my imaginary shark from my uh, Blood Bowl team, uh, on losing the semi final of the Sicker Cup. Okay. Am I to swim amongst the whales? Am I to flip on the shore? 
Will the glittering light I have in my eye any light it abhor? <laughs> Shall I sink in an ocean of sorrow and eat the sailors with tattooed swallow? Alas, mother, I let you down. Yes, there I see it, your frown. So that, <laughs> there you go. Oh, tricky. You've, you've, that's amazing. I, uh, that's, I didn't realise that you had it in you, mate. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's all from this show. <laughs> I want to know. So I want good. to know if there are other Blood Bowl podcasts out there that have got poetry on it. I don't think there are. I think that's, I a, that's a first for, for Blood yeah, Bowl yeah, podcasting. <laughs> you wonderful man. Good on you. Oh, there you go. So no, it was a uh, it was a lot of fun because yeah, we always like to have the post match kind of stuff and that that fluff and 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 you know and it, it that's that is the reason I love this game as well. The the fluff, yeah, and stuff, the fluff so absolutely awesome. Grand. Thanks for bearing with me there. That no, was good. Thank <laughs> no, that you. That was Thanks great. <laughs> it's good to, good to know what's going on. Good to know what's going on. Uh, nice, nice. Awesome. Well, firstly, we'd just like a massive thank you to Dan. Thanks, um, Dan. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Yeah. Oh. Mate, thanks for having me. This has been a really good time. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to uh, give, a, give the lowdown on what's happening in Auckland. Um, cool. Yeah, it's been really great. Nice one. Yeah. And if anyone, if anyone is looking for Dan, he's, he's here um, on the New Zealand uh, Blood Bowl Discord, which uh, you can get to um, on the Facebook channel or any other social media. If you're not familiar with Discord, it is it is a great little spot to hang out. Um, so and um, yeah, so good as well. And tougher. As you as always, uh... and you, sir, and you, Mister Tricky. Lovely to speak to you, sir. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, and this, everyone knows. Well, she should be back next show. He's yep. been in. Uh, he's been over in, in uh, Wales um, uh, doing some uh, research, eating um, eating cheese on toast with his male voice choir. I think that's what that's what happens in Wales, isn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we look forward to hearing about his tales as well. Obviously, I know there's been a lot going on there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, massive thank you from all of us. So this is um, us on Powder Road signing off and saying, you know, go play some more Blood Bowl, join your local leagues. Let's keep this thing flowing. Grand. Thanks for listening to Paltero, the New Zealand Blood Bowl podcast.